Hello, everybody. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today, I have Juno School District Superintendent Frank Hauser. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jordan. How about you? Well, you're doing well, too. No, it's uh, I'm doing really good. It's great to be here again. Always uh, great to talk to you and the listeners of Action Line. Yeah, it's always fun catching up with you because it gives me an insight about how things are going with the Juno School District. Speaking of, school is back on. School is back in session. Yes, it's been uh, just uh, about a week now. Students have been back. Uh, Staff have been back for a little bit longer. And um, I tell you what, it was a great start of the school year. And so far, things are going really well. Um, I was excited to welcome students back to the schools, welcome parents, guardians, families, and community members, and just having that community involved and coming together um, to really celebrate students coming back the first day. I got a chance to see all the schools and uh, welcome parents and welcome the students and that excitement that brings that students bring to the school. It's just, I mean, it's, it's what schools are built for. It's what we do. Love having kids back and it's great having them back. Oh, definitely. Now, I do also have to ask if you got a chance to catch the, the Huskies game last weekend. I did, yes, yes. I've actually gotten a chance to see both of the games. Uh, of course, the Huskies are going to be out of town this weekend and next weekend. I'm hoping to catch them, uh, you know, for one of those out-of-town games if possible. But, yeah, I did get a chance to see the game. You know, obviously it didn't go the way we were all hoping it would go, but... I tell you what, I was really proud of the boys um, for the work that they did. There were some great plays. Oh, my gosh, some great plays that um, I just, you know, caused me to stand up and cheer and <laughs> clap. And I also uh, really want to say that the football cheer did an amazing job keeping the crowd uh, energized and excited and, you know, really cheering for our Huskies. Gotcha. And I have to agree with you there about there being some good plays in there. And I'm not even a sports guy, but there's still, <laughs> there's still moments where I'm like, yeah, I got to clap. I got to get a bit loud here to yeah. have a bit of fun. Yep, absolutely. And then I think you and I, because we were chatting about the game a bit before the show, we had a good point of, you know, it's a rebuilding year. A lot of those players that we had last year graduated, and so it's going to take a bit of time just to get everybody re into a sort of the fully coordinated team mindset and figuring out, okay, what, what areas they need to improve and work on. But that's all part of the game. It's early season. I mean, that's that's the realities. And, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the, the great things is, you know, high school sports is, you know, provides these opportunities for students. And we've talked about that. I mean, I was a sports person growing up. I actually played football when I was really young in California and then got into swimming and skiing when I was in uh, high school um, in, in Palmer, Alaska. And I think sports are so important for students and being able to, you know, we have these rebuilding years and that's, that's good. It provides more opportunities for more students to have access. And that's why we really want to make sure that we continue to provide a wide range of sports and activities. We actually have six activities going on right now in the fall. We've got football, of course, football cheer, cross country running is going on. They're doing a great job. They're having um, some great meets. Matter of fact, um, they're going to be running this weekend. Um, We also have volleyball that's starting up. And if, if you have time on Friday and Saturday, the first TMJD matches are going to be taking place on Friday and Saturday for volleyball, which is uh, really good. We've got tennis and, of course, swim dive, which is my sport when I was uh, in high school and, and into college. And so uh, I'm excited to be seeing more sports. And I'm encouraging all of our community members and families to go out and support our teams because students are working hard. You're getting ready. And, um, you know, we want to be there supporting and cheering them on, too. Gosh, I think you had a good point there about, you know, the sports are a very big community event. They always will be. It's one of those times where it's like, it doesn't matter where in Juno you're at. Just get together. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Watch everybody play. 
Play, I would say play ball, but baseball's not happening. Well, baseball's it's coming. It's, it's coming, coming in the spring. It is, and, and towards the beginning of summer. But you know, no, that and that's a nice thing. There are so many sports, and again, it goes back to providing opportunities for our kids and making sure that they have these opportunities. And there's so many sports throughout the season. You've got your fall sports, which are going on now. Your winter sports, kind of early winter, and then kind of those winter spring sports. You know, wrestling's getting ready to start up here in the very short uh, time. They're having some, you know, preseason meets uh, or meetings and everything and so these are the pieces that I think are just really important to help you know connect not only from the benefits of being active and participating in sports but I would say really all activities you know you have your sports you have your other activities you know um, know, that are that are out there uh, debate um, you know all these other uh, you know mock trial these other activities as well that just again connect and engage students but also bring the community into the schools help them support their kids and yeah it's always great to celebrate and uh, cheer for the home team oh yeah and among those other activities you know I was a theater kid when I was in school yeah. that was my yeah. area and then they wanted me to debate and I was like no that's uh, I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> and here you are you know here I am hosting just asking radio. questions yeah. that's, yeah, exactly. that's my, whole, my whole jam <laughs> Now, one thing I want to talk to you about because of an article that we had posted a couple weeks back, I think now, was talking about the importance of school attendance, namely because over the last couple of years, we've seen a pretty significant rise in absenteeism in schools pretty much across the country. But I did notice in that story that Alaska is actually uh, among the worst in the nation for absenteeism. So I wanted to get the Juno perspective on that. No, I thanks for asking the question. You know, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, since the pandemic, um, nationally, chronic absenteeism has actually more than doubled uh, since the start of the pandemic. And that, you're looking at 8 million students to an estimated 16 million students are considered chronically absent. And that's actually you know, when you think about it, that's one out of every three students um, on a national um, level. And so it's definitely something that um, for me, and even before the pandemic, when I became a principal um, seven years ago, you know, eight years ago, it's uh, it's been a, a priority of mine because, I mean, the data clearly shows that attendance matters. And I think we know that. We know that attendance, that when, when students are in school, they regularly attend, um, it, it, it's better for them academically, they build those social skills, and it really is is that that avenue for them to continue to thrive and grow in school by attending school. And so, um, you know, it really is the heart of our educational mission in the Juneau School District, um, and regular attendance really helps support that. And so it is definitely something that we're focusing on. I've actually already put together an attendance task force. We met last week to start talking about attendance, looking at um, how we can engage and connect with families. Um, my message this year for my staff, for our staff training, was communication, connection, and collaboration. Um, those are the focuses. And I see attendance being really important. How do we communicate with families about attendance? And how do we communicate with students about the importance of attendance and making sure that, you know, those supports are there, building those connections and collaborating and working with our families and working with our students to make sure that they're engaged every single day, every single class, they're engaged, they're connected, they're having fun. Um, you know, it really is an important part of what we do. And we're looking at that uh, from a district perspective to talk about a little bit about the data, if you don't mind me going into some of the data oh, that no, we're looking I, that, at. I, mean, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, you know, for the Juno School District, when we talk specifically about the Juno School District, 
all but one school, and this is comparing, um, you know, really fiscal year, so two years ago, FY22, to last year's preliminary data that we have, um, we'll submit it to the state for that to be verified. But the the data, when you look at the Juno School District, um, we had a decrease in chronic absenteeism rate uh, in FY23 compared to FY22 for all schools except for one school, and they were only off by 1%. And so we've seen a decrease um, in some of those rates. And if you look at that, you know, the district's overall chronic absentee rate was 5% lower in uh, FY23 last year than it was the year before. Um, there were some successes. Uh, Mendenhall River and Kuxtagoo-Wuhin actually saw a 16% and a 21% um, lower chronic absenteeism rate. And just for the listeners, I think it's important when we talk about chronic absenteeism, that's actually a designation uh, that the state has and the federal government has. And essentially it's saying for any student that has attended for 10 or more days, if they've missed more than 10% of that, then that's considered chronic absenteeism or more than 18 days is considered chronic absenteeism or being chronically absent. But if you step back and look at all the grade levels, kindergarten through 12th grade, um, they all saw a reduction in the chronic absenteeism rate from uh, last year to the year before. Um, and middle school is actually the big winner there. They had a reduction in chronic absenteeism down by about 10.6%, which is really good. And then when you look at all of the subgroups in the Juno School District, as reported by the Department of Education and Early Development, all of our subgroups saw a reduction in their chronic absenteeism rate uh, last year compared to the year before. And so while it is still a focus, it is something that, you know, is a priority of mine. It is definitely something that um, we're seeing some successes and seeing some positive direction. We're going to continue to move and work towards that, um, you know, reducing that chronic absenteeism. But really, again, for me, it comes back to building those connections, making sure that students know, um, well, you know, I said it, we know that attendance matters, but I want to make sure that, you know, students are saying, you know, hey, I'm excited to go to school today. Our teachers are saying, I'm excited to share this lesson with my students today because it's going to be a great lesson. Principals are talking about how they can support students and families and making sure that there are zero barriers to students attending school. Parents really talking about that, how wonderful the Juno School District schools are and how they're encouraged to have their students going to school and be there every single day connected and engaged. And really the community stepping back saying that we support our kids regularly attending school in the Juno School District and we really value our public education system. And so those are the things that we're thinking about, we're talking about, we're really trying to build those relationships and those connections and really getting students to just really have those, uh, those um, you know, the interest to come to school be there every single day and connect. And of course, you know, there's always going to be things. Students get sick, stuff comes up, and it's like, that's okay. You know, talk to the school, let us know, and we'll work with your student and make sure that, you know, we're, we're there to support and come together as a community, families, teachers, administration, everybody's coming together to support the kids. Gotcha. Well, on that, we are going to have to move into our break. When we come back, we'll be talking more with Superintendent Hauser on Action Line. Stay tuned. And welcome back to Action Line on KINY. I am still your host, Drew Lewis, and generally still I have Juno Superintendent Frank Hauser. Now, during the first half, we spent a pretty good amount of time really talking about, you know, that issue of chronic absenteeism that we've been seeing. And, you know, know, Frank went very in-depth on a lot of the the local numbers, but I did want to just throw out those national numbers real quick while I have them, because I did pull them up while we were talking to add some additional context. The national number for Alaska was about 48.6% of students were missing significant amounts of school time, and then that rate was slightly higher 
for native students at about 56.5%. So I want to make sure that I threw those numbers out there as well. Yeah, well, thanks, Jordan. And I, and I did want to say, you know, we had, um, you know, as we talk about that, our students, Alaska Native American Indians, saw a reduction of 5% in the Juneau School District uh, compared to, uh, like I said, last year compared to the year before. And then we also had some of our economically disadvantaged students had a reduction of 12%. And so, again, going back to, you know, the, the, the categories of subgroups um, that the Department of Education reports on, you know, all of those, we saw a reduction in chronic absenteeism. But again, you know, our focus, the task force is really going to be focusing on ways of connecting and engaging and bringing students back and making sure that, you know, every single day they're excited to be there and they're connected and engaged in the lessons that we provide. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, I did want to circle back to the sort of the biggest thing going on. I was just obviously that school is back. And so I wanted to ask you, what are some of the big things that are coming up for the school district? Oh, man, uh, we've got a lot going on right now um, for families at our elementary schools and our alternative programs. One of the big things that we had starting this Monday was our Monday early release, um, which, you know, students were, uh, you know, uh, let off and released 30 minutes early. And uh, the elementary staff, uh, as well as the alternative school staff, had that uh, professional learning time to come together and collaborate and work on, um, you know, just, you know, uh, providing needs for students, you know, having time to talk about lessons, looking at data. Um, one of the big things that we're really focused on this year, of course, is the Alaska Reads Act. This is the first year that we're working uh, with the new law, the Alaska Reads Act, which um, really focuses on making sure that um, all students, grade kindergarten through third grade, are able to read um, at grade level. And so by the time they uh, progress past third grade to fourth grade they're able to read at grade level and so this has been a big focus for us is implementing the Alaska Reads Act um, you know there's there's you just I'll let parents know that uh, you know there's you know a lot of work going into that we're really focusing on putting interventions together and you know, we have a new curriculum that we're going to be delivering uh, and making sure that you know around early literacy is a big focus for us um, you know one of the things that is part of the Alaska Reads Act is our kindergarten through third grade students will have the uh, ability to uh, have a uh, literacy screener M class, and this is this screener we've been using for years in the Juno School District. Uh, so we're we're kind of lucky in that the screener that the state um, recommends is one that we've used in the Juno School District to identify where students are reading at and their benchmark. And so as we're going through the Alaska Reads Act, we're kind of having those conversations. Students are going through doing the literacy screener um, kindergarten through third grades, identifying areas where there might be deficiencies, and then really focusing with staff um, and the resources to provide those targeted and tiered instructional supports for those students. And there's a lot of resources um, that we have for students. Um, one of the pieces that if a student is identified as reading below benchmark for that grade level, um, we're putting together, putting together, staff will put together put together individualized reading improvement plans for students kindergarten through third grade. So really focusing on identifying what those needs are for the students and putting together a plan in place. And a big part of the, you know, uh, Alaska Reads Act and developing those plans is working with, you know, families at home, having conversations with the parents about, you know, how your students um, scored on that literacy screener looking at ways that we're able to provide supports. For some students that may need maybe a little bit extra support, there'll be some off, uh, after school opportunities as well to provide some of those supports for students. And then, you know, just continuing the conversation, continue to go through. There'll be regular screenings to make sure that, you know, we can track and monitor how students are progressing uh, towards that, like I said, that important piece about being able to read at grade level because um, the data is pretty clear that students that are able to read at grade level by the time they reach fourth grade, so when they get past 
third grade, um, their chances for continued success, not only academically through the school, but uh, being able to graduate in post-secondary uh, um, school um, goes up. And so we want to make sure that students have the skills needed to be able to access because reading is such a fundamental uh, skill that students have to know because if you think about it, if you can't read the science textbook, you know, or you struggle to read the science textbook, I mean, being able to read and comprehend and have those understanding and those skills and being able to code, um, you know, what students are seeing on the page opens up so many other subject areas as well. And so, you know, really a focus this year is going to be on Alaska Reads Act and making sure that we're um, implementing that and supporting our students as we're working towards, like you said, every single student, kindergarten through third grade, being able to read at grade level by the time they um, transition out of third grade. So that's our focus, and that's a big goal for us this year. And of course, I already talked about attendance. I don't want to spend a lot of time, you know, going over that because we talked about that in the first half of the uh, session. But attendance is also a, a really big um, focus for us. And, you know, just, you know, the other piece that we're really looking at is, you know, just continuing to provide the opportunity to have families and community members come in and work with our students, volunteers, and just be a part of their neighborhood schools. And I think that is a big focus for us, too. Um, if you got a chance to see the uh, Juno Empire article yesterday, you know, Floyd Dryden, school celebrated their 50th anniversary yesterday and of course they had hundreds of uh, families and community members come in and be a part of that event so that was a huge success during their open house but we have open houses going on at all of our schools and so we want to encourage families um, to connect with their school come in see the wonderful things that are happening in the school talk to the teachers and you know we're looking at having volunteers and really connecting with uh, families and so that's a big focus for us this year as well okay I was going to say, I have a friend who teaches over at Floyd Dryden, so anytime things happen over there, I usually have a bit of an inclination into what might be going on. <laughs> well, I, I heard the big hit was the cotton candy and the hot dogs yesterday, so uh, I think they served over 300 uh, cotton candy, so I mean, that's Ooh. that's pretty impressive, so, but it, it yeah, yeah, it's just really exciting to be able to have families come back to the school, be involved, be connected, and just celebrate the good things that are happening in our schools. Oh, definitely. And now I want to give you this kind of an opportunity to be like, what's a message you'd like to let all the parents know now that we've started the school year? Oh, well, the, the big thing that I want, you know, families to know and parents to know is, you know, and I, I said this earlier, um, you know, communication. I mean, if, you know, I, we love to hear the great things that are happening uh, around the schools. We're really trying to continue that communication. Um, you know, it's not only from, you know, the teachers to the parents, but also the administration from, you know, the central office, uh, you know, the superintendent, you know, and all of the directors that I have, being able to communicate with families. But, you know, the thing that I really want parents to know is that, you know, I'm proud to be the superintendent of the Juno School District. I'm proud of this district. I'm excited to be part of this district. And I know the community is super supportive of the district. And we want to make sure that our families are connected to. And so if there's been anything that has, you know, maybe, oh, I'm not sure if I want to reach out to school, please reach out to the school. Talk to your principals. Talk to your teachers. Um, because, you know, we really want to be here supporting each other and supporting our students. Because, you know, public education, educating our students really is about the community coming together and supporting them. And so, you know, reach out to us if there's, you know, something great going on. Let us know. If you have any questions, let us know. Check our website. You know, we're always trying to update that and highlight not only the activities and the sports and the different things that are going on, but also just, you know, what's going on in the schools as well. Gotcha. I think having that 
you know, that increased prevalence about communication is quite important because there's always sometimes this impression, especially I'd say within the last two or three years, so they're like, oh, but I want to know what's going on in the school. It's like, well, then call the school, talk yeah. with the school. That's the most effective tool that you've got is if you have that open line of communication, then you can get that those you can get those answers that you're looking for. Yeah, you know, and, and I would also say on top of that too is, you know, how do we as a district, you know, broaden our communication for our families too? You know, we've got a new app that's going to be coming out. It's it's available now, but we're going to be sending out more information about how families can better connect with, you know, the district to have information that's going on in the school, but across the district. And so, you know, I really see communication as a two way street, and so that's an important thing that you know I'm really you know wanting to put some focus on as well. And so, and you know, the, the, I think I've said this the last few times. If I can have just a, a couple more seconds, I think it's um, you know if as we talk about having volunteers come into the school and welcoming the community in, I'm going to put a plug in there for if anyone is interested in uh, being a substitute, uh, you know, being and maybe working for first student, being a bus driver, you know, there's definitely some needs right now still. I mean, all of our bus routes are running, which is great, um, but there's still a need for bus drivers because, you know, bus drivers get sick too, and we want to make sure just like when teachers get sick, we have substitutes, we have substitute bus drivers as well. And so I would say just, you know, if you're interested in giving back to, you know, the community, giving back to the schools, you know, we have opportunities as well. Check out our website for any positions that might be available, but substitutes, paraprofessionals, paraeducators, I mean, there's opportunities out there, and if anyone is interested in public education, give us a call. It's, 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 it's great giving back to our students. All righty, and with that, I'd like to thank you for coming on. It's always fun chatting with you, and I think we'll wrap it up there. All right. Thanks, Jordan. All righty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.